0: The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Uh, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 3 again today and verses 21 through 31. And if you remember last week, we we focused in on verse 21, and today we'll be focusing in on verse 22. Kind of mentioned it last week, but I'd like to delve in a little bit more on verse 22, and what exactly is the Bible talking about when it speaks of faith in that verse? So, if you uh, Let's, let's read Romans 3 now, verses 21 through 31, and the title of the message is, is what it has been now for several weeks, Right Through Christ, Right Through Christ, this is part five, part five. Um, the topic, of course, has been God's righteousness and mankind's justification. Throughout this chapter, that's what we've been talking about, man's uh, God's righteousness and mankind's justification. So let's look at Romans 3 now, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. And we talked about last week how um, how the righteousness of God has been recorded for all posterity in the, throughout the Old Testament. And, of course, now in the Gospel, right? In the New Testament. Verse 22. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe. So there is an exclusivity to receiving the righteousness of God as to those who believe. Those who believe who believe and receive the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. Verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, or his death, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past Through the forbearance of God, and we talked about how God long forbear throughout the Old Testament period. He, How God withheld his wrath for past sins of all the Old Testament saints without a penalty paid for them until, of course, Christ came in the New Testament and died on the cross for our sins. Verse 26, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just. The justice of God being manifested by the death of Christ for our sins. And the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Verse 27, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay or no, but by the law of faith. Or we might say the doctrine of faith or the doctrine of the gospel. So where is boasting? It's not in us. Our boasting is in Christ. Amen? Verse 28, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. So last week we focused on man's on, on man 's unrighteousness, right? And we talked about man 's righteousness gap as a result of man 's sin, as a result of our sin and disobedience to God 's perfect moral law. And we went back to the very first man in the garden, Adam, as our federal head. And we looked at Romans 5:19. It's important for us to consider, and we didn't really talk about this last week, but it's important for us to consider that God did not have to do anything to reconcile us to Him. God was under no obligation to deliver us from the just and terrible consequences of our sin, His condemnation, and the results of His condemnation, the lake of fire and eternity apart from Him. God owes us nothing. This could have been the end of the story for mankind, and deservingly so, but praise God, it wasn't the end of the story for mankind. Romans 3.10-12 says, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unrighteous profitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. So we can't say, can we, that we deserved anything from God. Romans 5, 6 tells us, for when we were yet without strength, when we had no ability or strength on our own to obey God, being enslaved to And in bondage to our sin, to be, when we were spiritually dead, on account of that sin, in due time, God tells us, according to the providence, according to the will of God, Christ died for the sins of the ungodly. And who were the ungodly? Us, the wicked, right? That's what that word means, ungodly, wicked. Quite striking, right, like how man naturally thinks of himself. I mean, when you talk to most people today, we think we're good, right? God has quite a different view. However, God, out of his great love and justice, here we see the, the love of God, but we also see the perfect union of his justice. God, out of his great love and justice, determined in the tribunal of God that he would reconcile man unto himself through the atonement of Christ, whereby Christ's righteousness, the very righteousness of God himself, would be imputed to man, or charged to man's account, thus satisfying and magnifying God's justice and love. First John 4.10 tells us, Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Jesus Christ was the atoning, sinless sacrifice that bore and appeased God's wrath, rendering God propitious to sinners. In other words, rendering God favorable to us. In this one verse, we see the love and justice of God in perfect union and harmony. God is just and never disregards his attribute of justice, overlooking sin, winking at sin in order to satisfy his attribute of love. Jesus Christ, is our propitiation and representative head, not only paid the penalty for our sin, granting us pardon from the guilt and punishment of our sin, and that's what we mean when we talk about expiation, but earn positive righteousness on our behalf by His perfect obedience to God's law. This is the righteousness that is imputed to us at salvation, which is necessary for us to be accepted by God and enter into fellowship with Him forever. As we learned last week from our study from Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17, and Romans 3:21. The righteousness of God, the righteousness that Jesus Christ earned for us, which was testified of by the law and the prophets from the beginning of creation. We looked at Genesis 3.15, going all the way back to the beginning, is revealed to man through the gospel, without the law. God's righteousness is revealed to us totally divorced or separate from the law. There is no good news in the law. There is only good news in the Gospel. It is the Gospel of Jesus Christ that brings hope to man. Christ's righteousness is received by faith upon all men who believe. And we did look at Romans 3.22, where the Bible speaks of that. So that we are declared righteous in Him, and therefore justified before God. We are told by Paul that faith is the instrument God uses to apply Christ's righteousness to our account. So let's more closely examine what is meant by faith in Romans 3.22. The Bible says in Romans 3.22, even, "...the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference." The righteousness of God is not imputed to man by any works of his own in obedience to the law. Rather, it is received by faith alone. Faith is distinctly distinguished from righteousness, having no part in providing righteousness for us. Jesus Christ is the cause of our justification. Christ's obedience in death makes man righteous and justifies him, before God. However, it is through the means of faith, through the instrumentality of faith in God's testimony to man, in the gospel and through the word of God, specifically faith in Jesus Christ earned righteousness on behalf of man that man receives God's righteousness. By faith... We trust not in faith itself, having no efficacy to save, but place our confidence and sure hope in Jesus Christ for our salvation and surety as expressed so clearly in the Gospel. Therefore, it is not necessary for us to keep the faith, as we often hear, but by faith, Place our trust in Christ once, and at one moment in time, one specific moment in time, and he will keep us in him john ten twenty eight through thirty says, and this is jesus words, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand, and that includes yourself. Once you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior by faith, there's no sin that you can do that I can do to remove ourselves, to tear ourselves out of his hands. Amen? Verse 29. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So the Christian's confidence in our preservation is in Christ, not in faith. And that's an important difference. Faith is the only means God has chosen to provide His righteousness to man. And faith is a gift from God. Faith is a work of the Holy Spirit. Through regeneration, repentance, and faith. Faith is not a work of man by some kind of intrinsic faith or righteousness. I've thought about that often. Why did God save me and not my brothers and sisters? There's no one in my family that God has sought to it to save. So why did God save me? Was it some intrinsic faith in me that I had some kind of one-up on my brothers and sisters or even my parents? There was some small glimmer of faith or righteousness in me that I called out to God so that he would save me? No. The truth, the truth is, the truth in the word of God is that we all would go to hell if it wasn't for the grace of God. It wasn't for the Holy Spirit of God regenerating us, making us alive spiritually, convicting us, causing us to repent, and giving us saving faith. We would all be condemned to the lake of fire forever and ever. All the glory is God's. Amen? All the glory belongs to Him. The righteousness of God that is applied to man through faith in Jesus Christ. If we look at Romans 3.22 again, the Bible says, Unto all and upon all them that believe. So God's righteousness is applied through faith in Jesus Christ to all those who believe. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Go you, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Although we are to proclaim the righteousness of God in Christ to all men, it is not received by all men, but only by those who believe, who receive the gift of God that we are just speaking of, by faith. Similar to faith, this is not a belief in anything or any kind of belief like flying unicorns or jumping rainbows or anything. We've heard and seen the expression, just believe. There is no salvation from sin in believing for the sake of believing. There is only the lake of fire. There is only salvation to those who truly and sincerely trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. Christ's righteousness, according to verse 22, tells us that it is put upon all that believe as a garment. The Bible tells us that Christ's righteousness is like a robe. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom, decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. The Bible also tells us that Christ's righteousness is like a white raiment. In Revelation 3.18, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. The Bible also tells us that Christ's righteousness is like fine linen. Revelation 19.8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. We are shrouded under the cloak and cover of Jesus Christ's righteousness. Romans Romans 3.23 At the end there, it says, very end of the verse, it says, For there is no difference. There is no difference, God is saying, among believers. All believers who trust in Christ will receive an equal application of Christ's righteousness. Without any regard to the person or work, and one and one believer is as much justified by Christ's righteousness in the sight of God as another. And I'd like to uh, read to you some words of a of a hymn that spoke to me in regards to what we're talking about. The title of the hymn is Here is Love. And uh, actually, my, my wife had this out, and I thought the the words were very much applicable to what we've... Been talking about the last couple of weeks. Here is love, and these words are written by William Reese and Steve and Vicky Cook. Here is love, wide as the ocean, loving kindness as a flood. When the Prince of Life, our ransom shed for us, His precious blood, who His love will not remember. Who can cease to sing his praise? He can never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal days. On the mount of crucifixion, fountains opened deep and wide. Through the floodgates of God's mercy flowed a vast and gracious tide. Grace and love, like mighty rivers, poured incessantly from above. And heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed a guilty world and love. Of your fullness, you are pouring your great love on me anew, without measure, full and boundless, drawing out my heart to you. You alone will be my glory, nothing in the world I see. You have cleansed and sanctified me, you yourself, have set me free. And we're going to end up closing a little bit earlier today than I had planned, but I'm sure some of you probably be happy about that. <laughs> but Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can only have peace with God through His righteousness. I remember when I first, when I received Christ, the peace that came over my soul. You know, God, when God shows you just how wicked you are, it's terrifying. And when God shows you how righteous He is, It's terrifying. But when God gives you saving faith and he covers you with his righteousness the peace that comes over you. My peace I give unto you not as the world giveth. God gives us the eternal peace. Not only of all eternity, but now, right? Every day. So that there's no unrest in our hearts. There's no worry. We just safely trust in Him. And we have this calming peace over our hearts. This calm and this, this peace in our lives? Have you made peace with God by trusting in his righteousness by faith? That's the question for each one of us to answer this morning. And that's the question that matters for you. As much as I love my children, I cannot save them. Much as I love my family, I can't save them. If you've never trusted Christ for your eternal peace, I urge you to repent today and trust Christ's righteousness for you. His obedience, like we talked about last week, even unto death for your salvation. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for our salvation today we thank you that we do know your righteousness we thank you that you showed us how to trust in your righteousness you gave us the faith to trust in your righteousness thank you for helping us to see us for who we really are sinners before you, unworthy of your mercy and your grace. We see how perfect you are in the scriptures this morning, how you are so loving and yet so perfectly just. Help us as Christians, Lord, to live lives that honor and glorify you. Help us to be holy and righteous as you are holy, not to earn justification, not to earn our salvation, but to bring honor and glory to you that is due your name we just thank you and we praise you for this time to gather around the scriptures and to hear, to be taught by the Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Roanoke Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.